Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations on the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. Welcome in. It's Sports Tonight. I'm joined uh, again by my NFL analyst colleague, Sid Seraf. Great to have Sid with us. We'll get to him in one second. First, a word from our uh, sponsor, Mercer Floor and Home Carpet One. They're a third-generation family business established in 1959, located on Main Street in beautiful, historic downtown Westminster. Uh, they're the oldest floor-covering store in Carroll County and one of Maryland's longest-running flooring businesses. For all of your flooring needs, think Mercer Floor and Home Carpet One. Sid, how you doing? Great. As always, great to be here with you. Yep, uh, I'm not going to say I'm great. Uh, Your Rams went out, my Ravens (laughs) went out, but uh, there is still NFL action to discuss. Uh, We'll get to those games uh, a little bit later, but uh, we'll go over the teams that are still playing uh, and moving on to the conference championships this this weekend. Um, First, we'll start with uh, the NFC. Uh, It's the old-timers game with... uh, uh, Brady and Rodgers, Tampa Bay in Green Bay. Uh, yeah, what are, what are your overview review thoughts of the game? Your keys. If this happens, who, who wins? Uh, what what's kind of the, your early take? Well, it's funny. I thought we already had an old timers game last week. <laughs> it, I guess we're in back to backs now. We're doing repeats. I, I guess yeah. Rodgers is the uh, young kid comparatively. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like Brady and Rodgers are the older men who don't act like older men, whereas yeah. Breeze looked like an old man. Uh, he looked his age. I don't want to say he looked like an old man. He looked his age <laughs> last week. You know, we, we went through the games last week, and I went through all this stuff, and I said, you know, look for Antonio Brown. He does that, yada, yada. What it boiled down to was mistakes. The Saints made mistakes. And they gave the Bucks short fields. You know, I, a lot of people were really giving Tom Brady a lot of credit this week, and I just didn't, I didn't understand why. It was just kind of like I didn't think he looked that great. I thought he missed a lot with people. And when he, I now give him credit when he, when the Saints made mistakes, he made them pay for it, which is what a great quarterback does. So again, and it was the case with uh, in uh, <clears throat> both teams in. Both big games in each conferences. We'll get to that later, but uh, it's whoever can hold on to the ball and not make mistakes and give the other team short fields. Because it's what happened when uh, the first time the Packers played the Bucks. Sure, the Packers came out, they scored right away, but then Aaron Rodgers threw what two pick sixes in a row, and uh, and from then on the route was on. The Bucks were able to pin their ears back and just get after Aaron Rodgers all day and. Ended up being an ugly sight for Aaron, so it's it's the same. I think it's going to be the same thing this week. Yeah, I, I really think that's a good point, Sid. I mean, a lot of these games, it just comes down to the old cliches of, you know, avoiding turnovers, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, touchdowns over field goals, and uh, and your line play. Um, so interested to see that. Obviously, you have two veterans. Uh, Two Hall of Famers, Brady, arguably greatest career ever. Rodgers, uh, you know, 
celebrated as maybe one of, maybe Mahomes is right there as one of the two most uh, talented uh, quarterbacks ever. Uh, it's an interesting game. I mean, what I will say for Brady, and I'm right with you that I thought he got too much praise for this past week, but a remarkable number for him. He's in his 14th conference championship game, which is just unreal, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I saw the next two highest aren't 14 combined. <laughs> yeah, the next solo was what, Montana with seven? Uh, I think it was also six, but... Uh, but it, it might have been it might have been seven. Uh, I know he had the. I think the it was like six Kansas with the City. Niners, and then like one with the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, right, because he did have the Chiefs, and they lost to the Bills. So yeah, I guess that would have been seven. But the uh, yeah, so the next two highest are thirteen combined, <laughs> which is you know that's pretty telling overall. Uh, you got to give Brady credit there. The Packers are a four-point favorite. These teams did play in Week Six with Tampa Bay winning thirty-eight to ten. I don't know how much you take from that, but you know, both in a different uh, position now. What are your thoughts on the running games uh, w- with each team? I mean, uh, Fournette uh, and uh, got going a little bit, in both uh, as a running back and also uh, receiving out of the backfield uh, this past weekend and. And Green Bay has a, their own stable of backs. And, uh, uh, you know, for all the attention that the quarterbacks are going to get, what impact will the running backs have in this game? Well, that was the real key for Tampa, I thought, was their running game offensively uh, last week. And I think that's what they do well. It seems uh, uh, there's a lot of running backs that find new life with Tom Brady, uh, LeGarrette Blunt being one of them. Then you got uh, – now you've got Leonard Fournette, who looks like a completely different player. I mean, not completely different. He's the same guy. But, I mean, he looks like um, he's he's been enjoying some success where he looked his career in Jacksonville had really kind of bottomed out, and he kind of looked, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say de- scrap heap is maybe a little bit too harsh, but maybe signing like some ineffectual one-year deal somewhere and then doing nothing and then sort of just kind of fading out of the darkness. But you play with Tom Brady, man, you get a lot of that. Get that spotlight, man. And if you can step up, you're going to look good. And uh, both teams, and Aaron Jones, as we all know, is uh, is a stud. He had that big run against my Rams, which really kind of, I don't want to say broke the back, but it really was kind of one of those disheartening touchdown runs that you just can't give up as a defense, especially if you're supposed to be the top-ranked defense in the league, which the Rams were. But, you know, obviously they didn't. they weren't the same when you only have Aaron Donald playing 55% of the snaps. I'm sorry, I'm getting off topic here. But, yes, the running games are going to play a huge factor, especially if uh, weather is a factor in Green Bay, but even though it didn't seem to affect Aaron Rodgers much last week. But but I don't know. We'll see. It's uh, People, everyone's like, oh, well, Tom's got to go to warm, cold weather. I was like, well, he spent his entire career playing in cold weather. So I don't think – and he was amazing. So I don't really see that being an issue for him. So even yeah. though he might have spent He'll, the last he'll probably be able to uh, the, the manage uh, one day. Uh, but them having the Bucks getting a ground game going early against the Packers, I think it would be fairly important, at least in terms of uh, not allowing the Packers just to pin their ears back and get after uh, get after Tom, uh, uh, and you know making him more comfortable stepping up in the pocket and using the play action game. Uh, but uh, so as you look at these two teams, uh, who has the best unit in this game uh, between the two teams? It's difficult to say. Um, 
I'm going to say Green Bay's offense is the best unit. I mean, in the absence of further, I mean, even though they they've, <laughs> they faced each other once and it didn't go well for Green Bay, I still think that Green Bay's offense, I mean, Tampa's offense looked kind of pedestrian. I mean, their running game looked good. But, you know, Mike Evans didn't do much. Gronk was eh. You know, I mean, who was their leading receiver? It was uh, Cameron Bray, right? Uh, you know, uh, last week. So it was kind of, it was all right. The running game did okay. But and Tampa's defense is kind of hit or miss to me. I think they did well, but I think it was more of a fact of Drew Brees giving them the ball than them taking it away, if that makes any sense. And because uh, some of those throws were just like I don't, I didn't understand what Drew was doing. It was, it was, it was bad. So I'm going to say Green Bay's offense, their defense did well. Uh, uh, the Packers' defense, I mean, uh, last week against the Rams, they got stops, especially when they needed it. They were able to get stops. And um, but yeah, I, I'm going to say Green Bay's offense. So if, if we're going with Green Bay's offense is the best unit in the game. In, there and Rogers is home. Uh, obviously, don't have the full Lambeau Stadium, but he is home. They're the number one seed. They've had more rest uh, than uh, Tampa. Uh, we talked about this being, you know, the 14th conference championship game for Tom. There are, there's no real argument about his legacy. There are legacy arguments for Rodgers, right, uh, in this week. And this is, this is a game that, like, uh, you know, he, he really needs on his resume. Uh, he's always going to be regarded as one of the great quarterbacks, but for him to be move up in that echelon, uh, in that discussion, he's, you know, he's going to need to win this and, and another game, right? <laughs> I mean, he's going to at least need another Super Bowl appearance yeah. on, his, on his resume. I mean, he can't. Ultimately, yes, he's going to need that uh, that second win. Really, I mean, I mean, if I mean he wants it, to be... it, 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 it's it's a little bit um, maybe it's a little bit overrated uh, uh, in, in the sense of, of rings, but like when you start comparing, uh, you know, when you're judging right at the top, right? I mean, that that's the criteria. <laughs> I mean, all yeah, things uh, all things being equal, how many? If we're having that goat conversation, uh, yep, right, yeah. Which can also get overrated at times, but it just, you know, when I was a kid and after he retired, everyone had said, even though he didn't have a ring, that everyone thought, well, Dan Marino's the best quarterback we've ever seen. I heard not everyone said that, but a lot of people did. And, uh, yeah, that was, cer- was certainly in that era. I mean, we're now nobody saying. even mentions him anymore. <laughs> right. You're, you're, Poor you're Dan. Forgotten yeah. about, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, or Elway at the end of the career picking up. Elway, that's yeah, another good one. Pick, yeah, picking up the two and, uh, and what a way to go that... out too. God, that's the best. Yeah, that was a great game. Um, yeah, both those games for him. I was, uh, I was, I was a, uh, I was never a huge Broncos fan. Uh, we're getting off topic here, but I'm just saying I'll make this short. I was never a huge Elway fan until he actually got into that one Super Bowl towards the end against the Packers. I actually was rooting hard for him, and then to, for him to win another one, that was that was amazing. Eh, it's just interesting. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I'm going, I'm being hypocritical because I'm like cutting my own argument short. It's like, I don't know how much better I think Rodgers is if he wins this game and wins, wins the Super Bowl. But it, it, in the same light, I mean, if you're looking at his overall resume, the one thing that's a little bit short is the, uh, is the appearances. Yeah. <laughs> and 
certainly it's going to be directly on comparison this week with, with, with Brady. Oh, I can say I'll sum it up like this. If he wants to get another Super Bowl championship, in my opinion, this is the best year to do it. Yeah. Right. This is his best chance. It's it de- never going to look better than this being the, being yeah. the one seed. You're not gonna, it's not going to look yeah. better than this. And, you know, not only that, nobody can make the argument that he didn't slay the dragon on the way there. Because you gotta have to, you're gonna go by Tom Brady. Granted, he's 43, but he's still Tom Brady. And if you beat him head to head and get to another Super Bowl, that's 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 bra- that, not bragging rights. That's the wrong term, but that's really uh really will be an amazing story. So we'll turn our attention to the AFC uh, Championship, Buffalo at Kansas City, and obviously any discussion of this game starts with uh, Mahomes and the concussion protocol. Uh, based on what you're seeing, uh, we're expecting Mahomes to play this week. Is that uh, your take? All signs look looks like it, but you know you never know with these concussions, you know. But I did see an interview with Jay Glazer today, and uh, I think it was on Cowherd Show, and um, he was talking about. How they didn't really feel it was a concussion when it happened. It seemed like <laughs> Glazer was saying that it looked like he got choked out on that tackle. And then that's why he was woozy when he um, when he was getting to his feet. Now, I'm no MMA expert. Apparently, you can get choked out within two seconds. He, may, he said if you hit the artery correctly. This is all him. This is not me purporting anything. But uh, if that's the case, then if he was just you know temporarily choked out and there was no actual concussion, then... Looks like we'll see him on Sunday. Yeah, I expect him to play. My bad for not researching this further. I believe there was something that uh, the Chiefs were putting out saying, yeah, not a concussion. Uh, but yes, yeah. It's, it's, it still had to go through the. Uh, it just uh, the it just looked really bad. Yeah. In real know, time. When you yeah. see somebody wobbly like that, I mean, it's. Because, but then they showed the replay, and I was going, well, where's the head hit? Yeah. You know, so it was it was confusing. They had well, to take him out. That was just no. You know, for any evaluation, we, we'll, we'll expect him on the field. If it's Chad Henney, obviously that changes uh, uh, what you would expect. But kind of ruins it, doesn't it? Yes, but uh, the early line that I've seen, Chiefs a three point favorite. These teams also played Week Six. Kansas City winning twenty six to seventeen. Assuming Mahomes is available and performing at the level you would expect him to be forming. Where do you think Kansas City is vulnerable in this game? Well, they still can't run the ball that well. But do they really need to? You know? And I'm not... I'm really hard-pressed to figure out Buffalo right now. Because, again, another team, they got a lot of credit. Everyone was raving about them. Wow, you know, great performance. Was it? You know, was that more about Baltimore? Uh, I mean, the, the Bills get Bills get credit for the win. We'll get into it a little bit uh, yeah. further. But uh, and the Bills get credit for the win, and, and Leslie Frazier's smaller defensive unit. They were moving well to the ball, but they were also aided by the win, and they were also aided by the Ravens' lack of a passing attack. And uh, yes, uh, well, like uh, you said, uh, we can get into that in a minute. But um, you know, I think the Chiefs can get stops. Uh, they have been able to. They were able to rally when they lost their quarterback. They didn't choke. They stayed strong. Even when Chad Henney threw that horrible pick, the defense was still able to get some stops. They got a little lucky with that guy who fumbled out of the end zone for the touchback. But 
again, you know, their vulnerabilities, I, I, I was uh, talking about it at the top of the show, if they make mistakes, that's where they can be vulnerable. But other than that, you're at home. You've got Buffalo in your building, your team you've already beaten once. So, yeah, I mean, I mean the the Bills are a good team. I don't, I don't want to dis, dismiss them, and I certainly, uh, you know, credit to them. They've had a, a high quality year. Allen's been uh, been a monster, but I, you know, while I think that game can be competitive, I think it would be pretty surprising if the Bills won. I, I, feel I like would most... be I would be surprised if the Bills won. Yeah, I, um, I mean, again, like I can get into this now, but like. My whole take was, I mean, the Bills put up 10 points without that pick six against Baltimore, right? So you take away that pit six, pick, excuse me, pick six. Justin Tucker missed two field goals that he normally makes in any other place but Buffalo that day because of the wind. Let's say Lamar you know, doesn't throw that pick, and they, get, they don't even score a touchdown. They get a field goal. They still would have won, you know, 12-10. They were they moved the ball in between the twenties against Buffalo without a problem. That was not the issue. It was just closing it out. Sorry, I'm not trying to rain on your parade, man. I know no, it's all good. We're talking about it a lot at the board, uh, yeah. but I mean you're absolutely right. And we'll just we can just roll into that right now and just uh, get into a little more discussion about what we saw in all the games this weekend. We'll do the Bills and the Ravens here. Hey, uh, that's Jackson's first. Interception in the red zone and gets run back for six. Uh, nobody gets them down. Uh, Tucker misses those field goals. Like I mean, both teams had to play in the same elements. Give the Bills credit. They performed. Uh, the question on the site here uh, for us and all the discussion here locally and a lot of national coverage is Ravens have led the league in point differential the last two years, uh, but they've lost – uh, playoff games the last three years, and the offense has looked bad in all four of the playoff games under Jackson. Uh, can this style, can they maintain this style? Can it be effective in the playoffs? And I guess I can go a little bit back and forth on the point. Again, while the offense is simplistic, at least in terms of the passing attack, again, they have led the league in point differential the last last two years. And all right, is it a different element in the playoffs? Well, the competition is improved, generally, uh, and uh, you like to have a little bit more balance in your offense over, overall between being number one in the rushing and at the bottom of the league in the passing attack. I mean, um, that's what I mean. In the in as someone mentioned it this week, I, I want to give it up credit. I can't remember who it was, but once you get to the playoffs. Teams are very that make it to the postseason are very good at taking away what you do well, especially offensively. And that was a great point, I thought. And that's true. Bel- Belichick's uh, model for all, all the years, right? I'm going to take away. Yeah, you know, I mean, like you've got you've got the cream of the crop in the playoffs. You dust off that cliche, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know you can. You've got to find a way to make. And the, I think the game against Buffalo it was a rough game, rough conditions. And I think if the the if there's any solace to take in a loss, which I, you know, have no problem with people who say get out of here with that, you know, the loss is a loss. But they the but the Ravens did shoot themselves in the foot, in that, 
That yeah, wasn't it's a, game of, it's a game of missed opportunities. That, missed opportunities, yes. They did not get dominated by Buffalo. And that's that speaks for something. You know, that does. Yeah. To me. Uh, it, it was a winnable game that they did not play. I thought they were going to win it, you know. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I felt really good going into the game. Give Buffalo credit. Uh, also liked after the game, it's just kind of a note, I don't know if you saw this, but the uh, – uh, Buffalo fans raised money in uh, for Jackson's yeah, that was cool. yeah, uh, like charity. That. So uh, I don't. I think I might have mentioned it to you over the last few weeks. But I grew up as a Bills fans before uh, uh, Cleveland moved to Baltimore. Uh, uh, so easy for me to pick up right now. I, I'll, I'll join the bandwagon. Bills Mafia. Let's ride it. Let's see what. what Feel a good story, in man. Kansas City, but yeah. Uh, moving on to the other uh, couple games that we saw there, um, we can just kind of roll through these a little bit quickly. Uh, Breeze, was that his final game? And if so, what's the uh, epitaph for the Saints there? Uh, well, it should be. Uh, it should be his last game. You know, the one thing that was, uh, you know, Peyton Manning, when he left his career, he did end up with a Super did go out on a Super Bowl win, which was great to see, but... That, that season was painful to watch him. To watch him just try to get through it, and his arm just was not there anymore. And Breeze, I don't think, looked as bad as Peyton did, but when they're bringing in Jameis Winston to throw down field, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's... You know, right. and then um, I think they went all in trying to get one more title run out of this unit. They fell short, and I think Drew's going to hang it up, as he should. He's had a wonderful career. First battle, first excuse me, first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, when the dust settles, he'll be looked back on, looked back on fondly. No one will remember really a lot of these playoff losses. They'll just look at his multiple, you know, how many touchdowns he had and those, you know, five thousand yard passing seasons and his just the way he helped New Orleans with the rally the city after Katrina. He's going to have. I mean, he's he had a little slip up there with the. Um, there was that was at the anthem controversy right before uh, last this past season, but you know, come on, his his list of uh, accomplishments far outstrips that. You know, no one's gonna, you know, uh, disparage his good name uh, going forward. And the Saints, you know, I think you know now's the time to maybe make some tough decisions. They're probably going to have to cut some people. Uh, they've got some cap issues, and um, maybe it's time to rebuild a little bit. You know. Or maybe they yeah. don't want to use that term. Maybe they want to use retool, quote-unquote, as a lot of teams like to say. <laughs> yeah, interesting time for the Saints. Obviously, postseason has not been kind to them either the last few years. They've had a lot of regular season success. It'll be interesting to see who winds up uh, under center for the uh, Saints next year. Uh, let's go to Cleveland. Uh, you know, they got back to the postseason finally after all these years. They showed progress under Stefanski having, like, just a basic adult in charge and what that meant for, for them. Uh, Browns have a fair amount of talent. Uh, what's the story for them as their season ends? Uh, look, you can't help but feel good for them just based on what this organization has gone through over the past two decades. Uh, I know the fan base has to feel good. And the players, I think, you know, even though they had a great season and they did win a playoff game, I think they're going to look back on this and kind of go, we had this, you know, we had a chance. Patrick Mahomes left the game. You kind of have to get it done at that point, you know, and then Chad Henney gifted, like I said, he gifted that, gifted that interception to them. 
and uh, play if at it the end of the fir- end of the first half where it could have been uh, six, but uh, I know uh, f- you know what I mean fumbles out of the <laughs> right. So they'll have every reason to feel proud, but this will this will probably motivate them. And I think you know, I think they got to make a decision with Odell Beckham. I don't. Well, he's hurt, so they're going to have to keep him around until at least he recovers. But um, I think they they should move on from him. Yeah, I think I think, uh, I, I think after the success they had without him, you would uh, feel like it'd be easy to pull the trigger if they get some type of a uh, high draft pick back, right? Something, or even like a high second, you know what I mean, yeah. or something like that. You know, I, I think That's a first round up. pick at this point might be asking for a little bit too much, but. I think you send. Good. I think you try to find a trade partner for him. Send him on his way, and uh, maybe send him to some place where, you know, to a contender or something like that, where he'll be in in the NFC. Of course, you don't want to send it in your own conference, but you know, move on from him. And then uh, their offensive line is still solid. Their running game's good. They've got some holes to plug on defense, I think. And then they, you know, they can address that in the draft. And uh, you know, once you've got. You know, a modicum of success, you can attract some free agents to you. And um, I think they have a lot to feel optimistic about. Let's hope they don't have they uh, don't get cocky again and suffer a a fallback. But I don't think that's going to happen in the Stefanski regime. Tell me about your uh, Rams. Uh, The Rams got problems at quarterback. So you had the. uh... You had the Super Bowl appearance, and you had the hangover, and then this year you you, uh, you get back to the playoffs. So, but you feel it's a a problem going forward. Well, it looks like the honeymoon might be over between Sean McVay and Jared Goff. They, they there was reports coming out that you know their relationship has cooled, and um, they say that they're optimistic that it can be repaired, which I thought was kind of ominous language. I was like, oh, is it that bad? Like, they got to really go to counseling or something like that. But uh, they're stuck with him because if they cut him this offseason, I think I saw the cap hit is $60 million. Yeah, I was like, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He, so, he's I mean, your like, starter. I mean, what's he's your the... starter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I still like him. I mean, I'm probably the last guy on the planet that sticks up for him, but I still like him. But they've got some issues. They've got I mean, to like, they got to work can, that out. You, you know? can win with Jared Goff. Yes, yeah. they have. You know, uh, uh, you know, maybe he's never going to be looked at as like a true elite guy. But you can win with him. It's what's a, what's around him, and obviously, a contract makes makes a difference. But yeah, I still, I he's still not think. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say to to the point you made with uh, you know the the cap hit that they would face if he was gone. It's like. You're not moving past that. I can't. It's like Carson Wentz in Philly. He's not really going anywhere. I don't really think so. You know, they, they're not after a change. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I mean, with Goff, you know, listen, they just got to repair that relationship, get on the same page. I thought he showed me a lot. He showed guts uh, playing with that thumb in the playoffs. That wouldn't have been easy. And he did not play bad against the Packers. Played pretty well. Took a bad sack late, but that's he's not a mobile guy. And the one thing, Cooper Cup wasn't there. That's a security blanket. They need a deep threat. They do not have one. You can't do this, you know, death by 11 yards. It doesn't work. you gotta have, you got to be able to stretch go, uh, the field. Beckham to the, Beckham to the Rams. You can start that off. Right? Hey, you never know. You there know, you problem is Rams don't have a first-round pick, but that's okay. Maybe you can get them for a second. I'd take OBJ for a second. For a second, yeah, for him in that offense, right? 
Yeah, I, I thought it was good for the Rams overall. And if Donald wasn't seventy percent, you know, in that game, then uh, yeah. It, it, yeah, you know, obviously that hurt. I mean, McVay is talking like we are, we 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 didn't limit his snaps. It's like well, the entire well, he year did. he played like eighty five percent of the snaps, but he's playing fifty or so today. I'm sure it's by accident. You know, come on. Yeah, but and, uh, you know, they did lose their defensive coordinator, which is. Uh, um. Which is hard as they lost him to the Chargers too. But uh, reports are they are looking hard at Raheem Morris and um, to come in as the new defensive coordinator. I like that hire if they bring him in. That's he's a good name, and hopefully he can uh, spend you know the it's become now the requisite thing. Spend a year in the Sean McVay system and then go get a head coaching job somewhere. So maybe he'll be the next one to finally punch that ticket. Yeah, such a competitive division there in the West. We'll see what we'll see what happens at the Rams. Uh, lastly, we did mention last week the kind of drama in Houston with Watson. Uh, that is continued. It certainly looks like uh, he may have played his last game with the Texans, and the Jets may have emerged as the favorites in the trade uh, race just because of all the assets they have available Uh do you see him definitely being moved? Do you see the Jets as the favorite, or are there any other teams you think could be uh, uh, jumping the mix there? I mean, if the Jets can pull this off, that's amazing for them. I worry for Dijon going to New York because they have to improve their offensive line. They have to get him some wa- The Texans at least had some wide receivers. Who do the Jets have? Nobody. I'd be terrified for him in New York. He's going to get killed. No, I, <laughs> I need to... They've got to really, really, really revamp that roster and do it fast, or else. I mean, like I said, it'll be great for Jets fans. They'll, you know, they'll win the off season. But my lord, they need to really do some real radical surgery on that roster. Yeah, I know you can turn teams relatively uh, quickly. I mean, you can look at Miami going with the start of nineteen. Just what a mess they were to being a competitive team uh, here in twenty, and and the Jets. I think they have. Yeah, I might have this wrong, but I believe they have six first-rounders over the next, uh, including this uh, and the following two years. So the thought was even if they trade three of them, hey, we still have three first-rounders and, and the rest of our draft. And I know they had a number of players out due to COVID during the year, and they feel they can you know, turn. And obviously the AFC East, even with Buffalo's ascension and Miami looking competitive, New England, you've you know, we'll see what happens there. But the feeling is, hey, you can be relatively competitive in that division fairly quickly. But I did have kind of a similar thought to you with Watson, like, uh, you know, a devil you know versus a devil you don't. And, uh, you know, not that Houston isn't a major market, but it isn't New York. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the pressure would be on for, you know, to be the savior and, the ter- you know, to be everything for that franchise. And, you know. Uh, I don't know. Good luck. Who knows? If that happens. <laughs> I mean, I, I did see, you know, like everybody that has a potential QB opening, they're like, well, imagine Watson here, Watson there. You know, the talk on ESPN, I think this morning was, imagine Watson in, in New Orleans. Sure. Yeah. You know, but you got to be able to make it happen, right? I mean, this yeah. is a salary cap league. How do- yeah. I mean, imagine Watson in Indy. Imagine Watson in, I don't know, where else. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, huge story. I've probably never seen a quarterback at uh, his age and accomplishment being available. 
Uh, Never. Uh, right? So it could really transform uh, the NFL, just uh, not Pittsburgh, and I'll be happy. So anywhere but uh, – <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, my, I didn't even think about that. They might have a quarterback anywhere, opening. Yeah. Anywhere, anywhere else sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go back to the games this weekend. The NFC winner is who and why? I'm going to say Green Bay. Uh, I think that Aaron Rodgers is locked in. He's not going to turn the ball over. I don't think he's going to give Tampa short fields at home. And I like Aaron Jones. I think their defense can do enough to uh, not keep keep Tom Brady at bay is kind of wrong, but I just think this is his time. This is He's going to do it. I know that's not an exactly analytical type of an answer. It's more based off a of gut feeling. I just don't think anyone's stopping Aaron Rodgers in this game. This is his game. This is what he wanted his entire career, and he got it. And I think he's going to get it done. Uh, he's felt locked in the entire year, and you know uh, the feeling. Couple hiccups aside, you know. Yeah. But yes. I mean, uh, the feeling versus the analytical thought, I think, is fine there because I, I, you know, I feel it too. Uh, so if Green Bay wins that game, who will uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers face in the Super Bowl? I think they're going to face Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you know, especially if he's playing and he's himself, you know, and he's shaking off that whatever happened on Sunday, you know, whoever knows. Uh, if he's uh, Patrick Mahomes on Sunday, when he was playing, nobody can do anything with him. I don't think Buffalo's defense can. And uh, as talented as they are, then they're not, they're not bad by any stretch of the imagination. They're not pushovers, but he's just too good. The Chiefs are just that good at home, and I just don't see how they don't get it done. I mean, uh, barring, again, barring something freaky. So, shame on me for not uh, knowing if it's one week or two weeks uh, between the conference championships and the Super Bowl, but Sid's uh, throwing up uh, two, so two, fingers, two weeks. Yes. Yep, <laughs> sure. so, uh, I forgot, yeah, this is a podcast, they can't see me. So, the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the hype meter, if it is uh, the Packers and the Chiefs and Rodgers and Mahomes, is going to be off the oh, charts. Oh, come on. The ratings great. are, you know, defending Super Bowl champion, uh, Chiefs versus the Packers, State Farm, banner day for them. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they're, they're both good. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. what, a, what a boon for State Farm. <laughs> Roll that out, but... Uh, that could be a lot of fun. We'll see oh, if they it'll, get it. It'll be a, it would be a blast. It'll yeah. be great. You know, yeah, I don't no know losers in that one. Defense, I mean, are, I mean it might not someone... be any defense in that in that Super Bowl. It could just be seven on seven drills the entire. Uh... It's what we should have got two years ago. We should have got Rams Chiefs mm. in that Super Bowl. Instead, we got Rams Patriots, and we all know how that ended. And uh, <laughs> again, well, hope... again, one of the most frustrating nights. Of my football watching life was that night. Well, sometime we'll go through that, Sid. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll go through. Uh, we'll, we'll do a we'll uh, do a re a rewatch on that, and then I, you can watch me throw things at the television because I haven't. I never. I didn't watch any highlights after that. No of analysis tough, of tough losses as fans. I think that would be a pretty good uh, pretty good show. We'll definitely do that sometime. I'll tell you another one that was tough. Game six, Boston Garden, Lakers, Celtics. Mm. I don't know if you remember that, but that was the Kevin KG, the big three. Yeah. When they beat the Lakers at home by like 75 points and the game was over halfway through the second. 
that was one of the worst nights of my sports sports watching life too. It was well, so I, bad. As I said, I was a uh, a Bills fan prior to the Ravens uh, coming. To oh, Baltimore. so you? Oh, so, who am I talking to? You know so exactly. That what was I mean. uh, that was a fun time in the uh, formative years of. Uh, you got you know, four years in a row of that. That's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, good times. You poor man. Ah. <laughs> uh, Sid, my thanks. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll see who advances, and uh, we'll talk about it again uh, next week. But for us, right on, dude. Have a good one. Thanks, sir. For Sid Seraf, Chris Stoner, join us at BaltimoreSportsAndLife.com and uh, come and talk on the board. Uh, our thanks. Take care. We'll talk again next week.